0: What day two receiver would make the most sense for the Cowboys at pick 56? And is there somebody worth trading up for early in the second round? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every locked day. On. Locked On. Locked. locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the On Cowboys podcast, part of the On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we've got a chance to watch some day two wide receivers uh, over the last couple of days. Just general thoughts about where you think these day two receivers are. Do you like the the group that could be available at 56 and 88 or not really Uh,
1: at this point after watching them and kind of checking the consensus board that you you've made, I I have concerns that they'll be there at 56 Mm. and 88. I I, I mean, that's really, that's really my concern now is uh, as we start to see more and more wide receivers being pushed up the boards uh, you know, I I think there is a legitimate chance we'll see. That maybe all three of these guys could be gone if it fell right before 56 rolls. So,
0: so let's let's start with this because you mentioned where they're being ranked. Um, I, I do this consensus board that takes the top 10 big draft media members, put all their rankings together. As of right now, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Jameson Williams, Williams Chris Olave, Trey Burks, and Jahan Dotson are all ranked inside of the top 27 players for. Uh, the big media members, which means they're probably all going to be gone by pick 40 at the latest, I would assume. And with the ways the wide receiver market is going, it's really valuable to get that fifth-year option. So you might even see a seventh slip in there. Wouldn't be surprising at all. But today, later, we're going to talk about a couple guys that could interest the Cowboys at 56 or maybe in a slight trade-up if you like them that much. Let's start with George much Pickens. Much like Jerry
1: spoke this morning, right? Yeah, just like, much like Jerry, J- Jerry Young teased it
0: perfectly for yes. us, right? Yes. Start with George Pickens. Um, yeah. he is currently, I believe he's the eighth ranked receiver right now on the consensus board. His ranking overall is 48. Okay. So just ahead of where the Cowboys are picking. But you have guys fall all the time that you're gonna have ranked inside your top 50. What did you see from Pickens when you went back and watched the film?
1: So two of these guys, I don't like to do comparisons like necessarily. I'm just not, don't find myself to be particularly good necessarily, but, uh, two of these guys that have comparisons and George Pickens, is this is kind of un- unconventional. Mm. I think that George Pickens is the Derek Stingley of wide receiver prospects. Okay. In this draft. Um, this is a guy who had a great 2019 season, you know, created a ton of buzz early in his career, uh, showed out with Georgia obviously dealt with the COVID season in 2020, which he played okay. Uh, uh, but it was mm-hmm. obviously kind of lackluster just because of the general season was lackluster mm-hmm. and then was mostly injured in the 2022 season. You know, I think this very kind of fits the stingly sort of idea of this is a guy that after his sophomore year, people were like, as soon as this dude's draft eligible, they're going to be a top 10 pick. And then yes. suddenly circumstance happened. Right. So, uh, I, you know, they, I got him at six hundred three one ninety five. Uh, he had a very small sample size, so we didn't get a lot of SIS notes from him. But SIS uh, liked him a lot. Some of the metrics that they, they measured him in, um, he's thin, tall. Uh, he's got very long limbs. Um, you know, the thing that, that kind of concerns me about Pickens is th- this is like I said, a guy that we've been watching, you know, in one form or another for like the last three years. For as much experience as he has in his game, he does. It's not quite as refined as as you would like. Like, I mean, he, he I, didn't get
0: a lot better since his freshman season, right?
1: Well, specifically, he didn't improve in the parts of his game that are imminently like like a uh, uh, fixable, right? Like the kind of nuance to his route running just never really arrived. It's funny because the other guy, and I don't think he compares to him, but I think you compare these two because they had similar kind of college careers as far as like their initial trajectory, right? Is, is Chris Olave mm-hmm. and look at, look at how much Olave has accomplished in these last three years versus what, what, what Pickens has. So uh, at least as far as development and kind of getting better, uh, having said that like this is a guy who uh you know despite not kind of working on the nuanced part of his game like there are many elements of his game that came into college like very well baked i mean there's a reason oh, yeah. that this guy was a that like i think the number one wide receiver prospect in the country mm-hmm. or, or at least you know top three and, and and so the things like he has incredibly reliable hands like i didn't see i don't think i saw any drops i watched uh two 2021 tapes and one 2020 tape. Uh, and he just, he didn't, he didn't really drop anything. He it doesn't he, drop whether passes. it's, nope. whether it's like, it's uh, uh, you know, the the simple stuff or the, the more difficult, you know, acrobatic catches that where I think that's where he really thrives, right? He's this guy mm-hmm. who is uh, can make the highlight catch. He displays an impressive combo of body control and strong hands that is likely going to put him on ESPN. Uh, he's got good speed. Uh, I think his time speed was a little bit surprising to me because I don't know that. that I see that, right? Like, but I think he's got good enough speed and if he gets on top of a cornerback, he understands how to stack defenders and 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 get get the best advantage of his of his leverage. Um, you know, it like I said, it concerns me not only that his route running kind of never developed too much, but it it, it the way that manifests itself on tape is that you don't see a guy who Is is routing himself uh, open a lot, right? Like like when he's when he's wide open, it feels like he's schemed open at times. And and, and there's other times when he's you know he's making a ton of contested catches, and if you get the ball near him, he's likely going to make the catch. But I I hate to put this on him, but I got real kind of strong Laquan Treadwell vibes at times Mm. from him. You Mm. know, in the sense that like a lot of a good percentage of his catches that I saw. Were, uh, you know, people were draped on him, or he was able to kind of out body position those guys. I don't know that that's a way that you consistently win in the NFL the way you can in college. I, I The last thing I, I put, he should be very valuable near the red zone because I do think, again, he understands how to make that highlight play. He understands how to play above the rim. He makes he makes those kind of catches all the time. Where does he win? He's a big play receiver waiting to happen. I think if, if he can find a way to kind of refine his game a little bit more in the way that he didn't really in college, I think he could become a, a great number one receiver. Uh, at the very least, I think he comes in as a guy who can make some plays for you Uh, My unanswered question for him is, can you get more consistent technique? And I think that's really the issue, right? It's not that he doesn't understand the technique. It's that you don't see his – with Olave, he runs all his stems exactly the same. I don't see that with this guy. I think he needs to just find a little bit more consistency in his technique, and I think that uh, that will promote consistent overall play from him.
0: Yeah, I think you nailed it. Um, the first game that I really noticed him was that bowl game in 2019 against Baylor, where he just was a monster, right? And I, I remember sitting on my couch, watching that game, thinking, that's a top 10 pick all day long. he yeah. never really got better the next year. Um, but then he played the, the bowl game against Cincinnati. I think it was on yeah. New Year's day or something like that. Um, and he had a monster game in that one. So you can see the flashes of, what makes him so appealing? I wrote down two names uh, of players. One more the body type, and one more the the style of play. The body. Do you remember Chris Henry from the Bengals?
1: Sure. Yeah, six, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Three and a half, but really yeah. skinny, that sub two hundred pound receiver. But down the field, athletic. Uh, I could see that. In terms of play style, see a little bit of Roy Williams in him. You know, kind of a bigger vertical guy, but a lot of it's going to be contested catches, but on the outside, not really super dynamic after the catch. Like, that's just not George Pickens' game, right? You're throwing him the ball down the field, hoping that he makes ridiculous catches because he does it pretty often. Um, Do you think he fits with Dallas? (sighs)
1: You know, his game is very similar to Michael Gallup's. I mean, that's the issue, know, right? And, and that's why I don't necessarily love it is because I, I feel like one of the things the Cowboys needed to get away from is that they, they had three receivers who kind of had a lot of overlapping skill sets, right? So I, I think that, that Pickens would be kind of more of the same. I mean, he's not he's not like Cooper necessarily, but he's, no, he's not a
0: quick quick route runner at all like that, right? <laughs>
1: But but if anything, like he, it's just kind of more on the Gallup side of of that sort of overlapping skill set. So, I think you've already got a guy that you like, and and I think that frankly, I think Gallup may be more dynamic
0: than than Pickens is. Um, so I, I really like Pickens, I really do. I, I I could see him being a very very good number two receiver in the NFL. Yeah. maybe a one one. Just not sure Dallas is the right team for him. Yeah. To be, I think he would be fine. If the Cowboys drafted him, I have no doubts that he would be a fine receiver, but I actually think he has a higher ceiling in other places.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that just based on like what they're looking for versus what uh they've got, he's he's one of the few guys that doesn't have a skill set that um, you know, appeals to you when yeah. you kind of look at your current stock of wide
0: receivers. Right. Now, if he goes to Green Bay, I can see him being oh, yeah. I he's not gonna be the Devontae Adams receiver mm-hmm. for that, but could he be a better version of Marquez Valdez scaling? You know, mm-hmm. the deep, you know, the deep threat receiver who's also big and can make acrobatic catches? Sure. Just again, I, I like him, just not sure he's a great fit for Dallas. All right. I agree. Yep. Yeah, uh so you're if he's at fifty six, would you take him? But is he one that you'd be willing to trade out for or not really? I, I would feel
1: less better i would feel less excited about being a trade up. i mean, i could understand it you know because i do think that there is wide receiver one upside here. i do think that he can give you something. i, I think that you know we're kind of beggar can't be choosers situation i mean beggars can be choosers like before yeah. the draft, you know because we've talked about the whole pool of these guys. but if a lot of these other guys were were taken, and the choice was you know, to trade up to get him or wait until the third round to potentially see what's left at wide receiver, I could easily see why you would want to trade up for a guy like Pickett's because sure. he's a good
0: player. Sure. Uh, I, I think I'm okay just letting the board kind of come to you with this one. I, and I actually think he's going to go much higher than what people think. I've seen too. him mocked in first rounds. Seems like he's probably going to be a top 40-ish pick. And I don't think the Cowboys are going to, Trade up for pickets, just my, my uh, again. Guess. I
1: think it's like Stingley, right? Where we've just talked like there was just so much bad press for so long that now that we're all kind of going back to why we originally liked the player, uh, he's actually going to get a little bit of a bump because people are going to go back to 2019 and yep. go, This is what we saw in this guy,
0: yep. he could still be this guy. Yep, I agree. All right, let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company. That gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lens, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays include lost and broken protection on every single pair, and they will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happens. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay absolutely nothing It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. And exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That is the promo code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season, 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses, backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. All right, let's talk about Sky Moore from Western Michigan. It feels weird to, to talk about Sky Moore without mentioning mentioning Jeff Kavanaugh. Uh, he likes him a lot. I, I like him not quite that much, but what do you think, Landon?
1: Well, I mean, you know, his reputation definitely preceded him like thanks to right. thanks to Cavanaugh for sure. Uh, you know, not breaking news here. He's short with, uh, he's got decent length for his height and he's got very big hands for a guy yeah, that's five, nine. That. He's got the 10 and a quarter inch hands, which I think, you know, you see that in his game. He's, he's, he's very reliable with, uh, with catching the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got kind of a thicker, lower half. So, like, he's got 195. He's almost 200 pounds. And at 5'9", like, a lot of that's in his legs, which is good because that looks helps. Looks like look a running back pretty. almost, right? Yeah, he does. He looks like a running back. He breaks tackles like a running back. Low center of gravity. Difficult after the catch. Uh, you know, he played inside and outside uh, for Western Michigan, but really should probably project more towards the slot and yeah. then potentially as a Z receiver. I just, I, I think he could play outside in the Z role. I, I would not want him playing in, in the X necessarily, though I will say I was really impressed with some of his releases. I thought he has some really nice uh, release moves that I think could help him. I just think that being on the line of scrimmage against NFL physical athletes, he may not make it off. He may not get the opportunity to use a lot of the stuff uh, that you saw in college. Uh, he's got lightning quick acceleration and extreme suddenness. Um, and, he, and because of that, he's a jab step king. Basically, mm-hmm. defenders are so worried about his initial speed that they overcompensate uh, compensate for his very savvy fake. So he'll he'll throw a jab step. <laughs> defenders will over over pursue to that angle. He'll burst back to the other side, and because he's so quick in those first you know few yards, there's no way for them to recover. Right. Um, good body control. He understands how to twist his body to react to the ball. So he has good reactive athleticism, which is important for wide receivers when. Uh, especially smaller rod receivers, because they, uh, you know, they don't have the same catch radius. They need to be able to react to go to where the ball is. If it's not, not quite on target. Um, He does. He didn't have a huge route tree that I saw was, it was kind of, you know, a a limited number of routes, but, but he had a good understanding of those routes and, and understood kind of the nuance of each one understood the subtle push off at the top of the, of the, of the stop routes, you know, just understood how to sell the fakes ins and outs on the, on multiple moves. So he has kind of a, a more complete knowledge of how to run the routes that he ran uh, than I kind of expected from from a guy coming from a small school. Um, he has all the traits in history. I mean, like it's crazy if you if you're building a player for like a slot receiver, it's like they t- collected all the kind of a uh, 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 lore around slot receivers and put it in. There. I mean, this is a former running back running yep. quarterback in yep. high school. Like, I mean, this is basically all those slot guys you've ever heard. They were all ex quarterbacks. They understand the game at a very high level. Uh, You know, they understand the concept. They understand their roles in the offense. This is that guy in spades without doubt, without a doubt. Um, Where does he win? Without a doubt. It's sudden speed slot. I mean, he's, he's a guy that is just like, you know, extreme burst guy uh his, his his change of direction isn't like elite elite especially for his size but he's so quick in his first few steps uh that by the time he's changing direction you're already trying to recover uh and my unanswered question for him is is he limited to alignments where he is off the line of scrimmage yeah. because of his size because of uh, uh, uh the not elite change of direction will guys who can get up in his face and press him always continue to cause him issues in the NFL or, or can he develop into a, a, three, you know, a three position wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you nail So a couple of names that I wrote down, I think if he hits the top end of his ceiling, you're getting a Randall Cobb type of player, right? Randall Cobb coming out of Kentucky was that same way. Former NFL or former college quarterback that also played running back really dynamic with the ball in his hands, but really a slot only kind of, coming into the nfl Uh, i think a more realistic player comp is devin duvernay coming out of texas a couple years ago duvernay had almost across the board the same measurables he actually was a little bit better in the the shuttle drills but in terms of explosion 40 yard dash that's kind of what you're looking at here so my question for you is where do you draft probably a sub five ten slot only receiver in today's nfl because it feels like to <laughs> me, this isn't this isn't to take away from Sky Moore. This is just more of yeah, a yeah, yeah. general conversation. It feels like you can find these guys in day three or you can get him look at the free agent market right now. Oh my gosh, you can get a slot receiver for you know, a veteran slot receiver for nothing right now. Do you have to draft these guys at 56?
1: I think that what you're drafting when you're getting a guy like this is a, an element of, of of the deep game that you don't normally get with some of the older veterans,
0: especially the older guys. I agree that with that, want. yes. Like Juju Smith-Schuster, Jarvis Land, they're not giving you speed anymore, right?
1: Yeah. They're, they've they got the quickness to get open. They, they still understand how to run routes versus zone, how to get open versus man. I think the difference here is that this guy can beat – uh, coverage can get down the field uh he has value as a down the field receiver um you know he's not uh you know, that's not like necessarily the feature part of his game like yeah. necessarily well, it's not but even, like is-
0: cd running seam routes from the yeah. slot right you're not yeah. i mean you could you might be able to get a few of those every year but that's not really his strength but he could do it you but then, like I think it. that's the it's it's a tool that he has in his back,
1: right? It's different like, which than Cole is, Beasley
0: as a pure slot yeah. receiver.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that that's the thing. It's like he he is like a Duvernay Cole Beasley type, except the extra benefit is that he can give you speed to go down the field. Which I think that's the element that means to me that he can also play the Z right? Like he can also be that motion, man. He can also play outside because he has speed to threaten you on the outside. That means you can, you can do some of the, uh, uh, you know, d- nine routes with the stop, uh, the go routes with the stop, the go stop, you know, kind of constraint, right? So you can, you can keep uh, outside corners kind of guessing. I, I think he has value as more than a slot receiver, which is probably why he will go, in the forties, 40s, late forties, forties, fifties. Yeah. We'll say uh, yeah. I, I think that's, that's the thing that, that gives you the kind of added benefit that you don't normally get from these types of slot receivers.
0: Yeah. So currently right now on the consensus board, he is ranked at 49 overall. So yeah, I, I think anywhere between 35 and 60 is probably his range, just depending on what teams like our team's going to be looking for a slot receiver with a little bit of speed from a smaller school. Maybe I would not be sh- shocked though. If there's eight receivers that are drafted ahead of them, because mm-hmm. teams are looking for a little bit more size. Uh, maybe they feel like, Hey, we could take Calvin Austin or Wandale Robinson around later and get, for the most part, let's say 95% of that production. I like sky Moore a lot. If he's the pick for the Cowboys at 56, I'll be happy. I just kind of feel like that's where he probably should go. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're a little bit higher than on
1: him than I am. I I, I think that the, the difference is that this is the, this is the guy that kind of is the rule that we keep talking about where teams are looking at these wide receivers differently. And I don't mm-hmm. mean differently from us. I mean, differently from each other. So all it takes is one team to really not care about his height or the size and have a real plan for him to take him at, you know, 40 or uh, uh, you know, 42. Sure. So, I, I think that's that's the only caveat there is that we, we got to remember that we can't look at this through uh, uh, a universal lens. These but guys, these what, teams are going to view these guys very differently.
0: Yeah, I just think in a vacuum, though, more teams are going to be looking for the sure. outside receivers than slot receivers, right? Or uh, that, guys I that are pure true. slot receivers. And that, I know that you mentioned that Sky Moore could maybe do some Z stuff, but I—that's I, like that's not what he's—that's
1: not what he's probably going to be drafted for. Yeah, he's probably going to be assessment. an
0: instant starter in the slot, right? Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Again, I like him. I just, I don't like him as quite, quite as much as some of the other receivers in the class, but if that's the pick for the Cowboys at 56, I would have no complaints at all. But I think it makes uh, a yeah. lot of sense because you have Gallup on the outside. You have CD lamb who can kind of float back and forth. You have James Washington this year, who's an outside receiver. You probably do need somebody in the middle of the field. That's a little bit, you know, quicker, maybe with a little bit more home run speed who is good after the catch. So I, I do think it makes some sense for Dallas. All right. We've got one more receiver we want to talk about. Uh, but before we do that, let's tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better, thanks to Built Bar. And it's because it's really easy. Built Bars are covered in 100% filled chocolate, and most Built Bars only contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs. Plus they have 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And frankly, it's not even a contest. Uh, They've got so many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious with new flavors coming out all the time. Go to built.com and use promo code lock 15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 at built.com. All right, Landon, the next guy that we're going to talk about, Christian Watson from North Dakota State, currently on the consensus board, wide receiver uh, 10 with a rank of 55. Just saw a mock job from Mel Kiper Jr. today where he went 22 to the Packers, which tells you what you need to know about this draft class in general. But what did you see when you turned on the film and saw Christian Watson?
1: Man, I liked Christian Watson. Mm. I, I... i uh I, I of these three this is my favorite i think um okay. and, and and honestly i this is the guy that i would be the most surprised if he were in striking distance of the cowboys because
0: at, at 56 at,
1: oh yeah at 56 yeah at 56. yeah um yeah i mean if you if you wanted him at 24 you could probably get him there but I, that may be a little bit rich um yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I see a tall, long limbed athlete, but he's skinny all over the place. Like, it's, mm-hmm. he's just skinny everywhere. He lined up all over, including in the backfield at times. Uh, you know, he's 6'4, 208, 32 and three quarters inch arm. So he's got long arms. He ran a 4'3'6 with a one four five ten 10 yard split, <laughs> which is ridiculous, but yeah. almost as ridiculous, I think, is that he's 6'04, 208 pounds, and he ran a six nine six three three cone. Yeah. And that shows up in his in his tape because he's got good flexibility. He runs with a nice forward lean. Uh, he plays with a good pad level, but he has a rare combination of quick feet while being a long strider, uh, which is something you don't see very often, which means he can build up quick. He can get speed quick. He can build up, you know, kind of that th- Fifth gear as he's getting down the feet field but he can also get in and out of his brakes really cleanly because his feet chop is very very nice um he has shocking acceleration for a wide mm-hmm. receiver his size mm-hmm. it's it's i mean it's there it's you can see it and, and you know part of you wonders and that's kind of the the whole thing you do while you're watching uh, a player for north Dakota state you're in the back of your mind is like well competition who's he playing what's the, yep. what's the competition right and, and i have to say that I, I was thinking about it the other night you know because i don't watch as much college football as i as i'd like to it's odd that i've seen more north north dakota state versus montana state games than i have <laughs> i don't know michigan ohio state yeah, yeah there's a lot of guys yeah. that are that
0: have come in the nfl from the, those two it, schools right
1: it's crazy so uh yeah i, I think it's nuts now he needs some route refinement uh he gets away from guys on tape but again considering who he's playing against it needs to be more at times um he had 12 drops over the last two years and yeah. i think it was 16 total for his career that's a lot of drops yeah um yeah. Uh, so that's and i think that that has to do it's a lot um, of technique for
0: me I, th- I just don't think he's he's got a lot of refinement that needs to happen there
1: he i, I absolutely agree um uh, I I will say this though. He knows his assignments. He understands the scheme and understands how he's getting open in the scheme. Uh, he, North Dakota state, I think people forget this, but they run a very complicated kind of pro style West coast offense. So it's, you have to understand what you're doing versus man versus zone. Like that's not an easy job for the wide receivers that are in those, uh, programs uh you know like i mentioned lower level of competition that he went against but he doesn't go down easily uh he he can take on indirect hits and he keeps his feet and and again the thing to me that kind of really makes me uh, i had tempered ex when i wrote this report which was very early on i had very tempered expectations and i and i i wanted i even made a note make sure to circle back on this player after the senior bowl and combine mm-hmm. because it's it, you almost need those two events to kind of uh, uh, place their athleticism in, yes. in the kind of pantheon of the rest of these players. Right. So uh, I, I thought that his combine and senior bowl performances, obviously he blew it out of the water. He was incredible. I think he was the uh, North wide receiver of the week or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep, I mean, he, he, was, yep. he did very, very well. And I mean, I remember watching the practice tapes and he was very good in those two, my comparison for him. And let me see if you think, if you can get this. I think he's a taller miles Austin. Mm. Uh, because he, I think he doesn't quite have the lower body power that Miles Austin had uh, by the end of his career. But I think if you talk about the fact where he wins, right? He's a big deep threat uh, who is a big playmaker. The issue is uh, consistency with his hands, which which was kind of our problem at times with Miles Austin as well. Uh, where does he win? Big play, deep threat. I, I think this is a guy who has huge, up, huge upside. Maybe as much as anybody in this in this class at wide receiver uh unanswered questions how will he react immediately to a change in competition I, I think even with the senior bowl and combine there still is uh another level to seeing how these guys run routes versus nfl man coverage which is uh, you know even another level when you're talking about coming from georgia yeah. or
0: alabama to the nfl Uh yeah my cop I, I wrote down too i, I think because of the deep threat stuff, he reminds me a lot of Martavis Bryant, who played with the Steelers, uh, okay. twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen. Where you're just six foot four, two hundred and five pounds, and you're skinny, but you are such a long strider that you can just pull away from guys. Now, if he hits his ceiling, could he be like a Sidney Rice type of receiver in the NFL? Maybe I think that's a very possible for him. I I think this is the type of receiver you draft if you're trying to maybe go all in in 2023 and 2024 because there's other receivers like sky Moore, for example they're just going to be able to come in and play and contribute right away i don't know how much christian watson's going to be able to play right away for the cowboys if they draft him at 56 i honestly don't know he might be the fourth receiver because it's going to take him a long time to get caught up to the speed of the nfl and to get used to beating press coverage because you really never did that at all at North Dakota state, but you can see it. Um, so the, this is the guy that you, of the three that we're talking about, this is the guy that you would probably gamble on, right?
1: This is the guy that I would be the most excited about. And I, okay. I don't disagree with what you're saying that, that I, I think as far as what they're going to be able to give you this year, uh, that, 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 you well, know, Let's try this like is this. one of the this is the only one of the only one of the only guys in that kind of topish tier that I don't think is necessarily a for this year pick. You know, what I'm saying? I, agree. I think he gives you something, but not a
0: huge start. All, of these three receivers, which one do you feel the most comfortable about contributing at a fairly good level this year? Sky Moore, because uh, I, think I think I agree with you.
1: I think because his skill set is such that it can be leveraged. Uh, 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 Much much easier than than some of you know trying to force Pickens into a situation that he's not going to be better than than Gallup or 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 Lamb at. There are situations where Sky Moore is a better fit to kind of be a jet sweep guy, slot receiver, you know, gadget out of the back. Get the ball in his hands,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. Which one do you think the Cowboys will like the best? Because part of me still wonders, are they going to really take a North Dakota State guy high because they just don't like to take small school guys that high in the draft?
1: I mean, I think Pickens is the guy that they would they would grade the highest, but I think that's because that's the, the prototype that they've been looking for for a long time. And, and, and if the idea is that they're trying to find more of what they've got, then Pickens is your guy. But I think that if you're looking to again uh, the the i think it's sigmund Bloom who came up with this term and i'm pro- probably probably misappropri- misappropriating it but it, it, I, I want a basketball team that looks like what a football a wide receiver that looks like a basketball team you know yeah. that that has a variety of skills a variety of heights that can do different things i think the problem the cowboys had at different points last year is that they had four or five of guys that had slightly different skill sets but frankly were all basically the same type of receiver
0: don't disagree. These guys are all interesting. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if all three are gone before the Cowboys pick at 56, but I wouldn't be surprised either if one or two of these guys were available to them. Uh, I I probably like Pickens the best, but I like Sky more the best for the Cowboys. But I can see, I think Watson has the highest upside, which makes these three receivers so fascinating. Clayton. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, that was good. We, we touched on a, go- a couple guys that could be options for the Cowboys in round two. Maybe we'll have to do another show before the draft starts where we can talk about some receivers late second round, third round. I know some people want us to talk about Alex Pierce from Cincinnati, mm. uh, Khalil Shakir, Calvin Austin, Wanda Robinson, uh, John Mechie from Alabama. Uh, maybe we'll try to fit in a show here over the next couple of weeks before the draft gets here. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. You can download the show wherever you get your podcast. Landon, we have a special show for everybody on That's Thursday great. night. We should mention yes. that.
1: Uh, Thursday yeah night. Thursday night. Thursday night, guys. We are doing we're gonna do a live uh mock draft on the simulators. I think we may bounce around between which simulators, but uh 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Am I getting that right? Yes. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, uh, you got it. uh, uh make sure you check us out at the YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's youtube.com forward slash C forward slash locked on cowboys. Uh and we will be going live. So we'll take your questions uh from the chat. will mm-hmm. it will influence our picks. Or at the very least, we'll let you uh, virtually scream at us for yes, not making yes. the picks that you
0: like. So please, please join us. Make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel while you get the chance to. Absolutely. Uh, follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys back here for our regular show on Thursday. And of course, the the mock draft simulation on Thursday night. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you next time.